Hi there. Welcome to Courageous Conviction. Remember that Jeff and I sit down and we discuss a topic or a theme. Sometimes things are more a little sensitive than others that many don't want to talk about. Our road back to the covenant path and finding our Savior Jesus Christ was not an easy one. We both got way out there. We have a lot of experience. We put a lot of study and a lot of our knowledge together when we're discussing these topics or these themes. We may go down many rabbit holes. So we have five episodes each week that we hope that you'll come back and join into before we bring things around full circle. So please hit the like button, subscribe, and let's get started. Good morning. Good morning to Courageous Conviction. You're here with Eric and Jeff, and um, we are just excited to be here this morning on a lovely Saturday morning in the good old U of US of A and, uh, you know, uh, reaching around to Ecuador there. That's a kind of little bit of a story, but we'll get to that. Anyway, we're, uh, we're, we're enjoying the comments that are in the uh, um that have been loaded up that that have been that have been answered to our um, podcasts and and we want to be able to answer some of those things. One of the things we wanted to start talking about today was um, my book Revving the Soul that just came out. It got published on on Amazon and of course we want everybody to read it. Eric and I met you know over a decade ago, well fifteen years ago I guess in in uh, Costa Rica, and we were both inactive in the church at the time and coming back to church or, you know, just getting our feet wet and uh, going back to church. And um, we had our struggles and going back to church, doubts, just like everybody does, and had been gone, uh, you know, from being active members of the church for, you know, in my case, it was a couple of decades and after my mission. And, you know, what, what were you, you know, how much time had you been out of the church there, Eric? About eight years, seven, eight years seven, eight years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the story goes that we, you know, when we left the church, both of us kind of got in trouble there, uh, went off the beaten path, got in trouble with, uh, the law and, you know, kind of made some bad choices and, you know, the whole womanizer kind of thing kind of came into play. And this book, you know, I, I, uh, was living up in Alaska at the time and I wanted to move back to Costa Rica cause I'd lived there as a kid and, and, um, you know, back in 2004, the, in that fall, I had bought a motorcycle and rode that motorcycle from, from Alaska to Costa Rica, which is where I ended up meeting my wife and, and, and being inactive the whole, you know, most of that period there in the beginning, uh, and living in Costa Rica and starting a business. And, you know, it was several years later after I got there that I had met up with Eric and, and it was that time to go back to church through a series of, you know, events that, uh, you know, that, um, had resulted because of, in my case, uh, drug addiction and, and, uh, and just living a crazy life, you know? And, uh, you know, when I, when I had met my wife, we, uh, kind of met in a bar, uh, it was, you know, like a little bar on, on, the, on a beach and, and, uh, kind of found out that she had been raised in the church, even though, she was from a local girl there from Costa Rica. And and so that's, you know, when, when we got married a couple months later, it didn't take very long for us to get married. We, we kind of joked about that, about going back to church, you know, 
I was still smoking pot. Several years later, she's like, hey, when are you going to stop smoking pot? And I'm like, well, you met me smoking pot. So uh, I don't think I'm going to ever quit. The only way I'd ever quit is if I went back to the church, you know, ha ha, wink, wink. Well, you know, here I am back at the church. And then years later, years later, not smoking pot. So uh, anyway, um, in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, we weren't losers in life. We were both probably probably towards the top of our, our careers and success when we met as well and kind of maybe making those adjustments. And I think we made some sacrifices too, career sacrifices. I know I did. I stepped yeah. down as being a CEO and, you know, I just, I had to let things go to be able to make the changes in my life that were necessary. And change is a hard thing. You know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do when we want to come back to church. And right now, you know, my mom, she's been inactive for 35 years, my mother. And I never thought I'd see my mother in garments again. It's just kind of nice and strange at the same time to go to my mother's house. She, you know, she was, you know, I was in, I was down in the jungle, in the Amazon jungle at the end, you know, for probably the last five or six years. And, um, and then, you know, doing studies as well as having a little business down there, um, sports fishing and for Book of Mormon tours and so forth, which I talked about a little bit in the video I did last week. But she was in Connecticut, right? She's in the other side of the, other side of the country. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. We all came back together, you know, um, at the same time, within a few months of each other. And it was nice because seeing her come back to church now. But I tell you, it's been a struggle, Jeff, with, you know, not going in, jumping off into what we've talked about, what's going on, the challenges right now at church, right? Things that are being faced right now with some of the social propaganda that's kind of that's really penetrated the church um i don't want to go into that but she's having a hard time coming back and my brother my little brother he left the church when he was probably 15 he's when he just turned he just turned 50 and he also was interested in coming back to church recently as my mother secretly you know told me in confidence recently but with this stuff going on right now in the church um I don't think he or my one of my sons, you know, that I have hoping would come back. This will be kind of like something that's going to really be a wedge for them coming back. Now, and I'm, I don't want to go into those topics. We've already kind of talked about that the last two weeks. And people are aware of what's going on right now and some of the division and confusion in the church right now. It's just, it's growing pains, right? And people just, we just need to hold on to our faith. The, the Book of Mormon, we see behind Jeff's screen there. I know that book is true from all my studies. But you know, Jeff, we we're at a, at the top of our careers, too, and it's kind of funny how that is because one would think that well we need to keep on that covenant path to be able to be blessed, if you will, right? In with with success in our careers or financial success, etc. That's not necessarily true. I know a lot of people that are member of church or they're inactive. They've done very well financially, but how are they internally? I know for myself, I was a CEO. I did well financially. I reached goals financially that I was shooting for. I really good goals. So I was doing very well. I was, I always tell people it was akin to a king on top of his hill, but I was all alone. I had nobody. I had a huge house and all I wanted was to hear the little pitter patter of feet, the screaming, the crying, the toys messed up, you know, the house not straightened up because kids just come right behind you and make a pull their toys out again, et cetera. I missed all that. And I wanted that back. And when I wanted to come back, Jeff, I don't know how it was for you. It was a very painful process for me because I wanted to come back, 
but I wanted to stay. I loved my lifestyle I had in the aspect that the playing I wanted to do, it was, I was at the top of my game, right? And, and I played. Oh, I played. I'm ashamed to even kind of, even to even talk about some of the play, but it was a painful process. And I maybe, you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a point, a talking point there is how painful is repentance and should there be pain in repentance? I just, you know, we just put a video out, a single video that I did last week for our technical problems on, you know, pain is a necessary process in, in our eternal progress. And if we take pain out of it and we just try to make it easy for everybody, then there is no true repentance. And if yeah. there's no true repentance, then there is no celestial glory. There's no thinking celestial. You're not living a celestial law, right? Right. And you I think gotta, that's a, go ahead. You got to have a broken heart and contrite spirit. Those are ingredients that are pretty well spelled out, you know, um, when it comes to that process of repentance. And certainly, and that, you know, we both went through that. And I think that applies, you know, no matter what we're trying to repent of, right? In, 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 in no special group is is outside of that process of repentance. In the moment we try to try, like we're kind of we're doing right now in the church, right? Is trying to, we're given the impression that we don't have to go through that full cycle of repentance. We just be accepted as we are. And that's fine. You know, it's funny. I was listening to Jordan Peterson yesterday. And, and you know, Jordan Peterson, prior to him getting his fame was very, very vocal and very vocal on, on basically where we're headed. And he, he's a, he, you know, he's a, he's a clinical psychologist and yet he's also a history buff. And so he can combine that history with the psychology of people. And he especially studied socialism and communism and how these, how these, these communist nations, you know, Russia and Italy and Germany and China and, North Korea, he talks about how they came into power and the psychology of the people, how they let them come into power, right? And it was an interesting point because he was said, he says, he, may, he, show, he starts out one of his, one of, he, he does live performances and he says this, and this is something that I think we, we can both relate to in that road of repentance. He said, you know, I hate this statement that you're fine as you are, you're okay as you are. He said, I'm not going to repeat what he said because he could say some swear words in there, but it's what I think were necessary to get the attention of the audience. And he just said, he said, no, you're not. You're not okay as you are. You can be much better than what you are. And yeah. you have the capacity to be much better than what you are. Now, he's not a member of the church. And he right. was an atheist until he did this, this Old Testament study. And then now he's done a road doing a New Testament study. And the I saw an announcement the other day saying, well, I'm not atheist anymore. Yeah. You know, he's... He's come, he's, he's taken these principles. He's seen what's going on and he's really sought it out. He has his gift to be able to take all this knowledge and assimilate it and spit it back out for what we need today. And it's kind of funny because and I'll give the time back to you, but when Brigham talked about the day that Joseph mentioned that the constitution would hang by a thread, Brigham said that and Brigham, Brigham later expands upon that. And, and he says that, um, that, the the oh what's what I'm trying to trying to say exactly he was talking about how you know the 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 leadership in the church the general authorities of the church wouldn't be the people speaking about what we need to do to, to form to, to to stand up for and how we'd stand up for to defend the constitution right we know for years that it's going to be the church that would save the constitution right now it doesn't look that way right, right? but well maybe they can you know maybe maybe litigation maybe these 
you know, underlying issues that we've got with this heavy handed politics that have come around, you know, it might stunt the growth of the church, you know, from even though we're losing some people, they're still gaining, you know, I think more than we're losing. I don't know what the actual statistic is. You know, sometimes it doesn't feel like that because you go to church and we're combining wards. And, and so those actual numbers really should be looked into. But, you know, um, I think I lost my train of thought there. So yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I do it all the time. That comes with age, huh? <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, but in, in, well, in, early. in, in, in us, I'll just get back to this. I kind of lost my train of thought too, but, but in us wanting a feeling that we are okay as we are and just, right. we want to be accepted yeah. for what we are. That is not our purpose on earth, right? That's really? completely violating the whole plan of happiness. The father sent us here to do. We got to live the laws of the gospel and there are laws and they're spelled out and they're, you know, I thought they were pretty much set in stone. Like there's no, there, there's a line that's drawn, you know, the, the part of condiment condemnation from the members toward um, gays or the LG, LGBTQ community, you know, might've pissed off a lot of people, you know, uh, it might not have been right. I don't think it was in some cases, you know, that kind of judgment um, needs to be, you know, very carefully, you know, panned out because we don't want to lose anybody, you know, all, um, you know, all spirits in, and, and, and children of God are important for them to be able to come back to church or, or to be able to continue coming to church, whether they're gay, um, or have other, you know, doubts of any kinds. Um, those people, you know, should always be invited to church, but the commandments are still the commandments and they still have to be followed. Right. So in order to come back to church, in my case, I had a lot of re repenting to do. I had to change my ways. You know, it wasn't easy. I had a couple of decades or more than, uh, you know, that I had, you know, been living the way I was. And I certainly wasn't planning on going back to church. There were just events in my life that turned out that, um, you know, if I wanted to keep my marriage and I wanted to really, pay attention to what was causing me a lack of happiness in my life and, and changing those things. I had to really go back to church. And I realized that, you know, um, later on in, 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 in going back to church. And I think that people have to realize that as well, you know, you can't live, um, and continue to, to live in sin and, and be happy in the church as a happy, active member of the church. And anybody that says that you can continue going to church and continue living, you know, again, living your life against the laws, um, the commandments, they're not going to have a great time, you know. So you really do have to humble yourself and and change, and that change of heart has to happen. Um, you know, you're going to change your friends, you're going to change everything about that. You know, um, your callings might not be, you know big callings you're not going to get called into the bishopric typically right away right so you're gonna you know i think you know you did what was it six months <laughs> it, it was pretty quick i was surprised about that you know that was a super humbling kind of situation for me you know but before that i you know i wasn't called in the bishopric right away it was still a year and a half later you know and was it a year and a half mm -hmm. and um and before that i was young men's president which you know i remember when i was called to to be young men's president and i'm you know all i had was a harley davidson and and tattoos and 
I did, I was thinking how not the kind of example that I was thinking that our ward wanted to have as a, a young men's president. But yeah, for a minute out, I worked I worked as one of your one of your advisors. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for a minute until I moved out that. to the coast. Yeah, right, right, right. You've just finished listening to Creative Conviction, Jeff and I. We put a lot of work into this, and our life's experience has been a lot of effort to try to get back to where we are now. We hope that you can learn something from us and share with us what your thoughts are down below. We'll see you in our next video.